We here, baby. We're live. New York, baby. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Second episode. Yeah, special episode. Spe it is a special episode. Yeah. Do you want to tell them why? Well, it's special because you are on location in New York City. This is not trick photography. No, nope. you're literally right you across notice, from me. You notice this is a this is a straight shot. I mean, there's no screens, there's no headphones because we're together. Touch me. Yeah. Look. Oh. <laughs> oh. I forgot what that felt like. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you know. Um, yeah, we're here. Where are we at? What neighborhood are we in? We are in Astoria, Queens. Okay. At the on location at Grove Thirty Four, which mm. is this awesome event space, podcast studio. So if you guys are in New it's York and, and you want to have a setup, like you definitely need to come check out Grove Thirty Four. Our church meets here. Uh, they've been amazing. They do a great job building community with comedians, and yeah. they've done a great job hosting us as a church. You know, a lot of uh, church plants in New York, it's like you got to do the full setup and the full teardown. Yeah. Uh, these guys like they they will set a lot of our church up for us. The, yeah, the they only have chairs and yeah, and the only part they don't set up is like, oh, we're not sure about how our chair set up, so we'll take care of that. But yeah. even like they'll hang out uh, the morning of and you know, I don't know, just create community. Yeah, conversation. yeah, these guys are awesome. yeah they're, they're it's a they're they really they mainly cool. use it like for comedy club like a comedy yeah, it's club. mainly a comedy. But I mean, it's an event space. Like people book it all the time, birthday parties, like uh, baby showers. You know, yeah. it's it's a really cool spot. So um, we've definitely enjoyed being able to uh hang out here and meet them and uh and also get to use this cool yeah space. so y'all if you need a podcast studio in new york city grove 34 yep absolutely. in astoria uh yeah man we're here uh second episode bro dad podcast thank you for listening um I, you know again we said on the last episode we hope people stick around I yeah mean, i mean there's because regardless we're here yeah, what's the opposite of a fine wine you know like you um, know, it gets better over time usually people are like wow those people are really cool and then it just takes them a few days and like, well, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I actually yeah, want to stick I, around. Yeah, I think, yeah, this only, this is a, we're on a roller coaster that only goes up. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. if people don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, what are they, what are you even doing here? Um, awesome. Well, so you're in New York. Yeah. So I we're thought here. it would be cool if we did like just New York themed. I mean, mm. obviously a lot of what we talk about is going to have, you know, New York running through it New anyway, yeah. but let's talk a little bit about New York uh, in general, what it's like to live here, what it's like to have a family here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could give me some explanation as to why you left New York. I don't I still, have, I still don't know, yeah, um, <laughs> but maybe you could explain that. But yeah. So why don't you start just like share a little bit about how you ended up in New York uh, in the first place. Yeah. So, you know, uh, for those who don't know, I left, I was, I moved to New York in the summer of 2019, uh, perfect time right before the pandemic. So got a yeah. little bit of a city life before the world ended. A little bit of a taste, a little taste. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the, my story of New York kind of starts in 2016, came here on a, like a two week trip with our college group, uh, just to see all kinds of different ministries around the city. And kind of that's where I, well, I spent like 10 days. So that's like a really good amount of time. Like some people go for like two, three days or like a, less than a week to New York. And you're like, okay, like, you know, you stay in Manhattan, you go see the Statue of Liberty, you go, you know, you do the big touristy things. Well, I'd already done that in like seventh grade. I'd come to New York to do the tourist thing. Then this one was really a local, hyper-local trip where you're going to different neighborhoods, you're leaving Manhattan. So that was where I really got to see all of New York. And so from there, I like fell in love with just everything. I mean, the, the energy, the different, the different neighborhoods, how drastically they can change, like the diversity. Um, so seventh grade when you came, yeah. were you like, I can't wait to come back? Like what was, I know you told me before, like, oh yeah, I had this field trip seventh mm -hmm. grade or whatever. Yeah. How much did you do then? And like, was it as early as seventh grade that you knew I want to be in New York or were you still shoving crawfish? No. In yeah. Like I don't care to be. Here. No. Yeah. No, I, I actually did. Yeah. I, we came with a, it was like a school trip, you know, like the school yeah. trip, like, y'all, we're going to we're going to New York City for this summer. Who wants to come? And then you had yeah, you, and, that, and that was you. <laughs> that was me. Yeah. I was like, I do. And uh, yeah, so my dad. Uh, <laughs> this is fun. this tells you how Louisiana I was at that time. For my fundraiser, you know, to raise money to go on the trip, I said I'm going to do a raffle. And have you heard of Bayou Country Superfest? No, no <laughs> one's heard of Bayou Country Superfest. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, so it's this big. It's like it's like. Uh, Coachella for like <laughs> swamp people. It's like, it's like swamp, swamp Coachella. Yeah, it's okay. only like, you know, Eminem's not there, you know, all in, no one's there. That's not supposed to be there. And by that, I mean, only country. Is, is it, what's the guy's name? Troy. Toot him. Toot him. Yeah. Is that him? Exactly. Yeah, I don't he's there. know about, but anyway. I know that saying, but yeah, I don't yeah. know the name. Okay. Wow. Is that swamp yeah. people? He's yeah, Chudum. Yeah. Yeah. Chudum. Yeah. I and don't... then you have Doug Dynasty. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean, anyway, Body Country Superfest is just like, 
it's it's kind of what it's 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 in the bayou normally mm -hmm. happens in baton rouge i think mm -hmm. and uh it's just country a big huge country music festival so it's like all the top heavy hitters anyway so i was like oh i know what i'm gonna do to go to new york i'm gonna i'm gonna buy these tickets um and by i'm going to i mean my dad bought the tickets yeah, my dad's two, gonna buy these my tickets, dad's gonna buy these tickets honestly. two tickets and then i'm gonna and they're like 200 200 a piece or something so i'm already at 500 in the hole basically so I have to raise at least five hundred dollars to break even. So I was like, I'm gonna ra raffle raffle off these tickets. So you know, sell them for like five six bucks. So I think what happened is I I think I broke even. <laughs> I sold. Nice. These. I was like yeah, going. Amazing. I was like at school. I'm like, hey, like seventh graders, do y'all want to buy my raffle tickets to buy country superfest? Yeah. And um, I was like, you know, so that you know that was how I ended up going, and it, it was like a school trip. It was just like a regular old school trip. Um, never paid my dad back. He ended up. Um, thank you, dad. Uh, he, he ended up, he was like, well, you're going to, I didn't raise the money, but he's like, okay, I'll cover, but you're going to pay me back. And then when we we're on the trip. He was like, you don't have to pay me back. And I was like, wow. Wow. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm sure you were like, okay, dad, this is how I'm going to pay you back. Uh, in a few, in a few weeks, there's going to be a festival for alligator catchers <laughs> and I'm going to actually buy tickets to that it's an alligator and wrestling competition. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I'll make enough money to pay you. He's like, you know what? Just don't even worry it's about okay. it because then you're going to owe me even more <laughs> gas money. <laughs> yeah. So don't even worry about it. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, thanks dad. But we, uh, so I came to New York and that was when I did like, I mean, we stayed in times square. We went to like Broadway shows, like a couple of them. We just toured Manhattan, went to battery park, went to the, the uh, nine 11 museum. Wasn't even open. It was like, it was, they were still recon like they were like, had the base of the building built. Yeah. So you couldn't yeah. really do anything at, at the 9-11 museum or anything. Uh, but yeah, that's just cool. did all the tour stuff. And that's all I cared. I remember being like, uh, you know, we had free time after. They, it was like one of those really intense tours where, you know, st they had everything planned out until 9 p.m. And then they're like, all right, you're free. And I'm like, literally from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. And then, so a lot of my friends would like, we'd get back to the hotel and they're like, all right, we're going out. We're going to m, &M store. Yeah. I'm like, I can't feel my feet. Like yeah. my legs hurt. It's the first time, you know, so I've walked more in one day than I have in six yeah, months or my life yeah. probably in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was like my experience. I was kind of like, this was cool, but like I, it was very busy. It wasn't, it didn't feel like a vacation, you know, which yeah. I was, it's still, I tell people that like, don't, if you're going on a vacation, don't go to New York city to be like, I'm going to go just decompress. Like yeah, that's yeah. not, that's, this ain't the city yeah. to do that. So you're yeah, gonna, you're going to recompress. Yeah. You you're going to. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of, and then. That didn't hear a peep. Didn't even think about New York City until college when I went on that first trip. And yeah, uh, that's really cool. Boom, set the trajectory. Yeah. So my story is kind of the opposite of that. Yeah. From a very young age, like I can remember even like four or five years old, just being obsessed with a, a lot of different aspects of New York City, the culture, the history, mm. the buildings. Like I really nerd out on like architectural stuff. And so I really enjoy reading about like how buildings were built and the history behind that, especially bridges. Um, yeah. So Anyway, I always wanted to just be in New York. Uh, as a kid, my family, we didn't have a ton of money, but we, like, looking back, I realized we had a lot more money than I thought. It's just we spent it all on, like, travel baseball yeah. and, like, competitive gymnastics. Yeah, for those who don't know, Austin's basically, I mean, he could have gone to the MLB if he, I mean, he's, he was in high school. Did you play in college? Yeah, so I, I played, like, played uh, for a semester in college. Yeah. There was some kind of you know, riffraff between myself and the, and the coach. Mm. And then he left and like the most amazing coach ever, who's still at the university mm. got there like the next year. And everybody's like, come back, come back. But I, just my mentality, like I, it was already gone. Like yeah. I'd already stopped playing baseball, you know, but the fire's still in there. It's yeah, it's yeah. still there. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, so, um, I, I always wanted to be in New York, never had the money, uh, in college, uh, Haley and I, uh, took a trip and visited, um, so wait, wait, before friend. you keep going, what, why, like what, what was the first thing that like made you like New York? Like, was it just like reading about it or seeing on the TV? Yeah, I think just reading about it. Um, it was, I don't really know what it was. I mean, looking back now, I know it was like a, like a Holy spirit God thing, mm, like yeah, just giving yeah. me like this connection to a city that I'd never even yeah. been to because I, I remember the, the first time I actually came to New York and stepping off, um, the plane at old LaGuardia, which is yeah, like, yeah. that's like, I, I said this when we got off of LaGuardia, LaGuardia is a brand new airport pretty much by, by the way, if yeah, anyone needs to know, yeah. but it used to be like, you felt like you were getting booked into, um, 
Rikers Island. Yeah. When you yeah, got off. It was, yeah, it was bad. No, and like it's if you've ever like, especially for people who aren't in like an urban context, if you've ever driven like through an, an old town and then you just got to a part of town that's like the old downtown square yeah. and you're like, Wow, nobody's been here in like thirty yeah, years. Ages. That's what it was like. But like with people filing out of the building at LaGuardia, <laughs> yeah. it just literally looked like the building should have been destroyed, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And it was, you know, on its last leg. Um, I literally saw pictures of like from the 50s of the same terminal, uh, you know, brand new yeah, yeah. that we came out of when we first landed. It, it's it's yeah, wild. It so um, but even even like with that experience, the second I step, I can't explain it, but it was just like I'm home. You know, the mm. second that I stepped foot in New York. We went from LaGuardia straight into Crown Heights, Brooklyn, mm. which uh, is an awesome neighborhood. This is when you and Haley came? Yeah, it's when we came the first time. It, Crown when, Heights, what year is this? 2012, okay. I think, was the first year. Maybe 2011. Um, so we we go to Crown Heights. Awesome neighborhood. Why Crown, why Crown That's Heights? That's where our friend lived. For oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we didn't even go to Manhattan, and we're just in this ca- you know cab driver. is just crazy, you know, and this is pre, like, the boom of Uber. Yeah. Um, right. we get to our friend's place and it's just like normal Brooklyn neighborhood, like mm-hmm. nothing crazy special about it, but it just, it is New York. And if people have been to New York, if they know kind of old New York, like they'll know what I'm talking about. And I just thought I, I want to be here, not because of like the, the glitz and the glam and the lights. Right. And all, Cause you're, I in, just, you're in I, Crown Heights. Right. Cause I'm <laughs> in Crown Heights. Um, but even so, like I just immediately fell in love and I was like, this is where I want to live. Mm. Um, and so for me, the story was a little bit different. It right. was, it was like, you, yeah, it was love life. before first sight, Ooh, you know, cause I just deep. like had heard Is about that the New title York. of this episode, love before first sight. It's how I felt about New York and it's how I, guess, how I, I felt about you. And, you know, yeah. Ditto. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. So our stories kind of differ, but so living in New York is an experience in and of itself. So let's fast forward. That's a little bit, obviously there's a lot more detail. Yeah, yeah. If, you know, That's kind of how we, I mean, yeah. yeah, we ended up here on a trajectory. Yeah. Fell in love with the city. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah. We fell in love with the city. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you either hate it or you love it. That's why I tell people you you come here and you're like, I did that. I don't ever need to do that again. Yeah, that was awesome. But I, or you're like, I actually need another dose. Yeah, and it's rare that people love it enough to put up with it. Right. You know, like yeah. that's why I tell people like living in New York is like a relationship, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's very much worth it, but it's also a ton of work. And if you're not willing to put in the work, like yeah. you will divorce it's, it's, New York yeah. at some <laughs> point, you know, divorce, yeah. or, or New York will divorce you. And yeah. you're like, wait, uh, yeah. what happened? I didn't sign um, up for this. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, so living in New York, what are some quirky, like just, you know, top of mind, mm. like, oh, this is definitely different about living in New York for you. Uh, I, there's a few things that I'm thinking about. Um, one thing that we didn't, we budgeted before we moved here. I did not budget for how much laundry would cost. Right. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. we didn't you, have you like have laundry. laundry. Yeah. yeah. And and so we would take it to the laundromat. And at the time, it was just so much going on. And we're, we're still trying to adjust. Mm-hmm. It just felt insane to use the only time that you have to yourself to do laundry. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to drop it off. Yeah. Well, it was literally like $200 a month. Well, and, and so to so talk about dropping up, like a lot of people have laundromats in their towns and cities. Yeah. But what's cool about New York is, I mean, I'm sure laundromats do this in other in towns and cities, but, common. but it's too expensive in those places. Here it's, I mean, this is still expensive, but it's like more doable is you can literally load up your laundry, tie it up in a bag, bring it to the laundromat and say, do this for me. And, and then leave, it. just leave. And, and they're that, like, okay, it'll be ready yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. And it'll be like 25 bucks, 20 bucks. Yeah. Which is like actually not, I mean, think about it. Like what's more valuable, your yeah. time or your money? If you're a single person, I would say dropping off your laundry is easy. No brainer. Yeah. Drop it off. Yeah. You have, you don't have that much laundry because yeah. it's by weight. They, they weigh yeah. it. Right. But like family of five. So Haley yeah. and I made a rule where like, so we haven't actually dropped off the laundry in a while, but it's like, if we do drop it off, we can only do it once a month. Right. Because it's yeah, probably they, like sixty bucks. Yeah, yeah. To, to get do, them to do all, yeah. and, and I mean but they do a, a great ton job. Of laundry. They do a great they do job. A phenomenal job. It's tight. Yeah. They fold it. They put it in. Like they get it somehow in a box. It feels like yeah, your clothes it, are like incredible. brand new. But see, another thing is like Haley has a very specific way that the clothes have to be folded so that uh, they fit into the drawer yeah. appropriately. Um, so even when they do the laundry, you we have, have to, to refold everything. Yep. Yeah. So. I tried to train them on how Haley, <laughs> they were like, like I, can I bring a diagram? It's, it's basically, <laughs> I was like, you did this wrong. And they were like, we've been doing this for 30 years. I don't think we did this wrong. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so the laundry is definitely So crazy, that's the quirky thing. Yeah. That's yeah. A, it, you it, didn't it, plan for that budget. No, not budget at all. Item. more expensive than I thought it would be. But yeah, I remember the first time when one of my first summers, I lived here for a summer before I ever like lived, lived here. And I remember being like, I didn't know you could 
could even do that. And so I was doing my laundry myself like an idiot. And, <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I saw somebody just, they had, they were doing their laundry and I was like, they're stacking it up. And I was like, yo, how much is that? And they're like, put your clothes on the table. And I was like, okay. And they're like, $15. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, huh, bye. Yeah. 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 It was awesome. Uh, but yeah, like, so, uh, I don't know, like coming from, we're both from like, the, is Arkansas deep South? It's pretty much yeah, deep South. Yeah. yeah we're so, from the yeah. deep South. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you're talking about like ton of differences, like uh, space wise, you know, people, you just, you don't have yards. There's no grass unless you go to a park. You yeah. have to like make a special trip to go see grass. Yeah. Um, it's like a field trip. Yeah. It's hey, like, hey, hey kids, we're going to go see the grass yeah, today. Yeah. You're like what? Yeah. Yeah. Even the playgrounds, they have playgrounds in neighborhoods, but they're, they're literally, they're, they're not grass. They're just matted. Like, yeah. Flooring and stuff. Sometimes it's just concrete or concrete, straight up yeah. concrete. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, me moving here, I mean, you, you kind of have like, it's kind of, I guess I like the relationship analogy. Cause you're like, I think I dated New York before I committed. Yeah. You know, you're like, I went for that. I went for the two, like, almost a two week trip couple a year later i went for the summer so like eight yeah. to ten weeks i think you i think you got to second base with new I, york and, and the so rat hole too. that you lived in so yes yeah, so <laughs> so finally i was like i'm gonna move there like god definitely placed a calling in my heart to you know to reach this this uh area because um where we're from i mean you're talking like there's a church on every corner there is i mean people know who jesus is like you say yeah oh yeah jesus died for my sins yeah like oh well why are you you know why are you not in church? Well, I, it's just my grandma believed that. Just, that's what I do. You know, it's yeah. just cultural. Yeah. You're a Christian. And so, but here it's 3%, but about 3% evangelical yeah. people who say, yeah, I actually believe in Jesus and I'm like obeying him and believing in him. And yeah. so, it's wild. so that's insane. And out of saving 9 million people, that's like a lot of people that are not reached. So that was kind of, when I moved here, that was on my, that was on my heart. That's kind of what propelled me to move and say, I'm going to plant, you know, my life here single at the time you know, no responsibilities. This is the perfect place for you. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it was an adjustment to move here. I mean, uh, I lived in a, I had a $500 a, a month apartment, which don't think that you're going to get that. That's doesn't happen. Well, that even came for, with the cost. It did come it with wasn't the cost. Like, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, $500 and you were living in, <laughs> yeah, like you were living in the luxury. penthouse. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it came with a cost. Like when you, <laughs> so the first time I came over to where you lived, you're like, yeah, bro, uh, this is the address. And I was like ringing the doorbell. I was like, I'm here. I was like, oh, no, no, it's in the back. Like you have <laughs> I, to go through the building yeah, in the front. Yeah, yeah. And there was a mission team there and you were like reaching into what was your apartment. And I thought it was an outdoor shed. <laughs> like you were pulling things. I was like, I asked somebody, I said, how big is this shed? And they said, that's his apartment. I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Lord. So most people like you go, you go, you open the, the, the apartment door and it's like you're in the building, right? And as you follow up, you're either on the second, third, fourth, fifth floor and you just, you know, you go up to the apartment. Not Hunter's and, apartment. No, not me. So no. I, I lived, that was my address, but I lived, you can go through the main building, mm -hmm. out the back. And then yeah. they had a separate little building it was a shack it was a shack well it was and and i wouldn't want to sound unappreciative because danny our, the pastor i was working yeah. with he hooked us up his it was his father-in-law who actually their church owned this little spot right. and it's like a missionary house well and it, and it like what you said it, it was so pivotal for what it was which is the right. space that you needed to live in it was just especially for us not being for, like now we would look at that and be like sick deal right who cares if there's bucks. rats you're like, single who cares and, and i think you looked at it that way too it's just funny to look back now like where you ended up living for a while like yeah, where yeah. you live now and for me it was just shocking because i didn't think like oh this could be a place where someone lives you know <laughs> and i remember i remember thinking because it wasn't actually a shack it just kind of appeared that way right on the outside. once you get in it was like a little it apartment. was like the basement of another building almost, right it was it was like garden level it was yes. you know no natural light and it, i remember we were making plans like dude you could like build this out on like as a front porch oh I was yeah, like, you yeah. Put a recording studio i cleaned in here. it up like no it, it i cleaned up that porch because yeah. i was like i'm gonna try to make this as livable as possible yeah, yeah. bought some carpet like some you know rugs and it was and, super awesome yeah yeah um but it was i mean it was worth five hundred dollars, and they labeled it as a missionary house. So you know, missionaries, you're called to suffer. So yeah. I mean, in a way, they didn't yeah, sell me short. Like I just said, no, missionaries this is a missionary living house. in tents around, yeah, yeah. The, around in Africa, the world, yeah, and you're they're like, like, you're like, oh, this doesn't even have a doorbell, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like well, running water, electricity, heater, AC. Yeah, like, mm, still not going. And all for the me. friends that you could ever want. Yeah, it was rat infested on the outside because the where. They put all the trash in my foyer, if you will. Foyer, yeah. <laughs> so while, when the I, doorman was like dancing around, yeah. So it would. I would always, especially at night in in New York City, rats come out at night. I mean, sometimes in the day now. I mean, they're crazy. They're, they're hybrids. They like they're, really they're breeding. Yeah. yeah. 
And, uh, and so at night I would just close my eyes, open it and run straight to my door and hurry up and lock it. And, um, uh, and I would hear them and I would just say, Nope, focus on the truth. You know, God is for <laughs> you. Who can truth. be against you? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we were walking down the sidewalk and, uh, just yesterday it was like nighttime and you're like, I, I'm traumatized. And, yeah. And I was like, why is he so freaked out by a rat? And I was like, Oh, I forgot. Like he used to sleep with those. Things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, they're, they're all over this place. Let's talk about. Um, yeah. New York City as it's a global city, yeah. right? I mean, you talk about Tokyo, London, Los Angeles, Chicago. I was really New York just city. waiting for you to run out of. It's a global. <laughs> you're talking about Tokyo and other places. And Japan. But I was impressed. Like you, yeah, you, you got several major <laughs> Thank cities you. there. Yeah. Nice. But yeah. um, so whenever you think of a, a city like that, you're like, oh, like they got it going on. Yeah. But some, you know, and it does. There's. I mean, there's unlimited. We were talking. There's like anything you want to eat, anything you want to do, see, smell, yeah. for better or for worse. Yeah. But when you when you think about going to a city like this, um, you kind of have in your mind a way it's supposed to look and like be, and it's just a lot of times doesn't measure up yeah. in in the sense of like there we literally put trash out on the street. You know, how like. In rural areas, the car garbage truck just comes and you put the can out and yep. they dump the can. And the, no, literally, you're supposed to put the bag. You grab your bags or or your trash can, mainly your bags though, and you're stacking bags of trash up on the street on your trash day. Yeah, and that's just that's what makes the rats come out. It's a dirty city. Like let's let's be it, real. It really it's is. It's a dirty yeah. city. And, and one of the reasons why I tolerate the winter is because it smells so much better. Right. Like it's, summer heat. People are like, oh, it's so cold out here. And I'm like, well, actually here they'd be like, man, it's brick out here. You know? <laughs> Mad brick. I'm yeah. like, I don't care. Like, at least it doesn't smell like filth. You right. Because it's like this crispness in the air, you know. <laughs> Chris, did you say Christmas? Crisp. Oh, Christmas. I, I was like, also Christmas. <laughs> Christmas in the air. Yeah, Christmas is awesome. You would. You would. I love yeah. Christmas. Um, but yeah. So, well, what about New York and the pandemic? Because you mentioned like, oh, yeah, 2019. Mm -hmm. You got here, you got a little taste of New York. Yeah. Um, then the pandemic hit mm -hmm. completely different. Um, it sh you should share the the story of us uh, at bad old days. Um, With it, the peanut it, butter and jelly. Yeah, the peanut butter and jellies. Dude. Actually, let me set you up. Yeah, set me up. And then, and then you, you come yeah. in talk about Talk about the first few weeks leading into the pandemic yeah. and then kind of yeah. what that was like. So for, for me, the first few weeks uh, was crazy. Uh, one, because I had a friend in Beijing in November of 2019 tell me, November, December, somewhere around there. Hey, Chinese New Year's coming up. There's this thing over here called the coronavirus. Like, mm -hmm. we don't know how bad it's going to be, but it's bad over here. You know, there's people traveling. So make sure that you, you know, try not to travel if, if you can help it because there's going to be a lot of Chinese people traveling for Chinese mm. New Year. And it's right when, you know, everything's starting this to spread. Breaking out. Yeah. So anyway, you know, fast forward several months later. I mean, I can remember in February, uh, beginning of February, sitting in a hospital because Haley was pregnant with Hunter. And them saying like, yeah, coronavirus. We don't know how much this is going I to. I forgot affect she everything. was about to have. Yeah, she was about to have. We don't know baby. how much this is going to affect everything, but rest assured, like we'll have everything figured out. Yeah. They didn't have everything figured out. They didn't know. Um, and I was sitting there thinking like, this is you know me. I'm like, this is gonna be a thing. Like it's gonna be fine. Even if it yeah. happens, it'll be fine. Um, so fast forward, the first couple of weeks were crazy because the city was just dead. We did this thing called New York on pause. I've got this really cool um like album of pictures that Haley took and we can, we'll post that somewhere for people yeah. to see, but like all these, like the bull, uh, times square, you know, entrance to central park, like all these places where you're just used to seeing people pour Tons out of, people, of yeah. there was literally not one yeah. soul that, yeah, that was, I remember that. Yeah. So it was kind of like this apocalyptic end of the world Doom. type scenery. Yeah. And then Haley goes into labor. And so, like, I was getting scanned every single time I left her room. I wasn't allowed to leave the hospital. I almost wasn't allowed to even be there yeah, with be her. In the room. We have friends who gave birth uh, to their children, and their husband couldn't be in the room. Yeah. Um, it depended on what at what point in the pandemic. Because <laughs> like, the rules the pandemic, were changing, like, every two weeks. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I want to give NYU uh, their credit because they never they never took away the support person, even, mm, even yeah. at any point in time. And that's why we could do it yeah. because we technically – had Hunter at a span where other hospitals were saying, no, you can't yeah, be I mean, in here. Yeah, April 2020. Then the right? health department came out with a statement and said, if if you don't allow a support person to be in the room with someone who's giving birth, then you are in violation of a health code. Mm. And so all the hospitals were like, oh, shoot, how many get in here, support person, hurry. Yeah. Um, and so it was wild for us. But so you lead into this, and it was just kind of setting the scene for 
um, the end of the world type feel. And then you had a lot of like, you know, call it what you will. People will land on a ton of different sides of, of this story, but kind of like almost political propaganda. Right. That was like, it wasn't just you should choose to do this because it's the right thing. The message was if you don't do this, Comply. you're killing people. Comply or, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it was it was a very tumultuous, difficult time. Yeah. In the city. And then amongst this, like a lot of things shut down. And one of the things that shut down were like entertainment venues and bars. Like yeah, if, it, just, if you were just a bar, you couldn't be open. Right. You're but, just serving drinks. You, right. you can't. You can't. But if you served food, then you could be open. Right. Because they were they were allowing takeaway. Like you could. You could. Yeah. Uh, they finally. Because they were gonna, they were about to single handedly. The government in New York was about to single handedly wipe out the restaurant industry. Yeah. Absolutely. In New York City. Because guess what? It's a volume business. You have to make sales. Or you're going to go under. People have loans. Yeah. And so that was their solution and said, okay, you can, you can open as a restaurant, figure out how to do takeout, figure yeah. out how to do Grubhub or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Which cuts into your profit too. But yeah. anyway, so, uh, we decided at, at one point we were like there it, at this time, there was just nowhere to go and be with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you're married and you, you could go to the kids, park, but they're still like, Hey, six feet, please. Yeah. Well, and even like, you know, I always told people that we went into the pandemic with the worst starting five in the history of ever because yeah. it was me and Haley, a newborn, a two year old mm-hmm. and a four year old. Yeah. Sounds easy. Yeah. It was <laughs> in a 650 square foot apartment. Yeah. Right. And so there were times where like, we just needed to get away, but you, you couldn't get away. You couldn't just go hang out like you normally would until kind of like a little into the pandemic. Mm-hmm. These bars started in opening months, for like, like yeah. four or five months. So there's this bar down the street. And I remember it was just like a particularly like frustrating week. And I was like, dude, we need yeah. to go hang out. Like, yeah, I need yeah. to talk to you a little bit. And you're like, okay. So we go to this bar down the block and we'll, we'll, I don't know. I guess I named we can it. We say it. Yeah. It's bad old days. It's, yeah, they're a great it's, bar. It's, it's a great bar. So bad old um, days in Ridgewood. Yeah. So we decided like, Hey, we're going to go to this bar. Um, you know, we'll get, we'll get one drink, talk about what's going on yeah. and then, you know, just hang out, ha- hang out. For it was like, but, and at this point, you know, you couldn't go, it was like, magical to go into it a was. place it and was. sit down in a booth when it, i don't even know if they're doing the inside because they still had the out we sat oh outside. oh yes that's right that's right you couldn't yeah. sit inside but you, you they had outside get, seating yeah. so yeah. one of the things they were doing and i didn't even know that this was happening until later but they were giving pb and j sandwiches to people who ordered drinks so that they could technically be a restaurant mm-hmm. they yeah. weren't charging you but there are also some bars that i've seen that'll do like free popcorn with a drink or yeah, free hot yeah. dog right so they give us this PB and J and I'm like, Oh boy, free yeah, PB and J. You like right? order your drink and you're like, okay. And like, feel free. Like guys, just take a PB and J. And it was like a, like a formality because it's like, please grab it because otherwise we're not, you're, we're only serving you drinks and that's actually illegal right now. Right. Right. And so uh, like thinking back on it, like scanning the, the room or, you know, the outside with my mind, no one was eating these PB and J's and we are scarfing them down. Right? No, it was like, I was thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So peanut butter that, and so jelly. So you pick up here. So this is that's the scenario. That's the yeah. That's and, the setup so to this. this is, yeah. 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 So basically, you know, I'm a foodie at heart. I don't. I mean, yeah. people who know me know this. Like, um, my wife Madeline. She I always we joke back and forth because she's like, it's just food. Like she'll be like, it's chicken. Mm, that's good. And I'm like, you're not being loud enough. Like, where's got, the dance? Gotta, yeah. The, when you eat food comment below if you're a foodie <laughs> the, the sounds that you make when you eat food oh oh it's mm. yeah there's something oh. wrong yeah but um it's it's, <laughs> yeah. an, it's an experience like yeah. for me and i mean you know whatever if you're it's not like it's almost not, it's almost spiritual it is if yeah. that's not your thing whatever man but for me um i'm like and and you know what it's like you know what i'm thinking about now just literally i'm gonna spot in my head is the the peanut butter and jelly thing at the bar is kind of like when you go to the dock and you're like Oh my gosh, there's a sucker. Yeah. And you're like, I don't even eat suckers, but I'm I'm pumped because it's like, yeah, I want one. Absolutely. I'm not going to not take one. And so that was kind of the vibe I had. And I, but they were like, they weren't even stamp. They're rollovers, like yeah. Mama used to make. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like Mama used to make. You know, they're like, oh, it's a rollover. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's because they were conserving bread because they were not <laughs> yeah. intending on people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They these. didn't want to make a full why. sandwich. They're yeah. like, we can make double with the one loaf of bread. So I was like, absolutely, I'll take one. And Austin's like, okay. Like Austin was like just actually was, normal like, about yeah. it. You're yeah. normal about it. You're like, yeah, this is this is good. Yeah. yeah. But. So, so I'm like, we, we dude, sit down and the first thing you do is like, I'm like, I've, I've never like, is there a Ziploc bag? You know how pizza you know? like, you get, get pizza and beer. Like that's a good combo. It's like yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a beer is not good combo. No. But I was like, this is great. I love yeah. this. What, you know, it's free. So I'm like, mm, mm, like just devouring, devouring the rollover. And I was kind of like, 
Yeah, jo- yeah. He's like, oh, I mean, I guess I'll eat it, you yeah. know, whatever. But uh, so we're talking, talking, talking. We we have our, you know, our bro night. Um, um, and so we go to close out the tab, and we go in, and we're closing out the tab, and then, and then, um, like, like, PB and J in our beer. Yeah, we're you like, know, oh, like, that was so yeah, good. Thank you. And then she's like, do you want another drink? I was like, no. Can I? You know, what about? Do you have any more food? Like, what else do you have back there? <laughs> but um, anyway, so I leave, and Austin's like, dude, that was, and I was like raving about the peanut butter jelly. He's like, that was actually a pretty good peanut butter jelly. I was like check it out i pulled out my pocket i had like three <laughs> three of the rollovers because they were free they, they just had it in a basket like a big basket so i was i was like signing the check and stuff and apparently while i was doing that he was just literally <laughs> shoveling these pb and j roll never miss a good opportunity and like <laughs> i've never seen someone so excited bro yeah look, look what i came it was away like with. opening the it's like if you opened up a jack and you're like look trench coat of like watches yeah, like, yeah hey, check this out check it this is this is the inventory <laughs> that i pull away with and you were just like so disappointed in me you're like bro what i was like dude they're free peanut butter and jelly and like so now looking back i like how disappointed must they have been when when they looked into this basket and they're like those idiots well okay so and then you found out later like because we didn't know any of this but like basically people would take the peanut butter and jelly they would have their drinks and then they would They'd just bring it, it back, back and be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's a pe-. And they put it back in the basket. So in theory, I could have eaten like days old peanut butter and jelly. Right. I no no telling how like how many hands how many that touched that had been passed yeah, back. Ironically during people. COVID. Yeah. But we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. So that's the PB and J story. Like never miss out. Like I guess lesson learned. Um, never miss out on a good opportunity to yeah. eat a peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you a grape guy or a strawberry? Um, grape, strawberry I, I jelly. Think I like grape. Yeah, yeah. I'm a grape. I mean, Ma- I can eat. I'm not real picky. You know, what I mean, it's like as long as there's not pickles on it, and even if it has pickles on it, like now that I'm Austin older, Austin hates pickles. Yeah, now that I'm older, like I'll eat it. Like yeah. when um when Popeyes first dropped their uh their sandwich, mm. and then ca- and that, that was in the middle of COVID did, too. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> That's why it was such a big sensation because yeah. no one had anything else to do. Yeah. So um, but so Popeyes dropped their sandwich. All these other chicken sandwich companies like followed suit. Yeah. And then, well, I guess not. They're just chicken companies. But KFC yeah. dropped one, and I had a friend review it, and he was like, "You have to eat it with the pickles. Like that's how it's intended to be eaten." And I was and like, you're "Okay." Like avidly against pickles, right? But I ate it, and it was fine. Like I didn't die. But yeah, yeah. It still wasn't my favorite. But I was like, if somebody, if this is sandwich art, like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like you know erase some yeah. of the art. I'm gonna just you know experience all of it. Um, but yeah, that was a listen. There was a time in our country <laughs> where a fast food restaurant dropped a chicken sandwich and it, it went it was like trying to get a playstation 5 yeah like you, yeah no, sorry lines, we're out i don't know how it was across the country but in new york city the lines were literally people were standing in line for two plus especially hours popeyes like popeyes get here the, get the chicken sandwich yeah, yeah. And, and uh i remember they ran out like they'd be like we're out like have you ever been to a fast food restaurant they're like we're sorry we're out of that that never i mean other than mcdonald's and ice cream but yeah. like Otherwise, like I have, it's a chicken company. You have, yeah. you don't run out of chicken. What do you mean you're out? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was crazy. I remember that. Yeah, man. That was really bef- like TikTok was still blowing up and like, it was like a big thing on yeah. TikTok. Yeah. But, so, um, well, so you're back in the city. Yeah. So we're me and my, me and Madeline are just visiting. What, not yeah, Visiting. You're not, you're not living here. Well, don't rub it in. Yeah. You're not just you. visiting. Yeah, You'll be gone tomorrow. I'll be, but, I'm flying out tomorrow. Um, but what's it like now? Kind of like. I mean, you were still living here kind of as we were transitioning out of, you know, the pandemic yeah. rules. Ironically, so like a lot of now? people, a lot of people left during the pandemic. They're like, yeah, screw this city. I'm out. Yeah. And ironically, I waited till through the entire pandemic and we were on the up and up and I was like, okay, bye. All right. I'll see you later. <laughs> um, no, there I was just a, wanted to prove that I could do it. I, I, I weathered and they're like, oh, because of COVID. No, nope. I, uh, no. I mean, the, you know, a lot of the reason we moved was when we were having a baby. We did, and that's kind of scary, which not for you, apparently, because you have three of them and you're just mm. like, let's pop those suckers out here. <laughs> Haley, um, let me have <laughs> No, but y'all do. I mean, so for us, I was like, you know, first kid, we just got married. It was a lot at the time that in yeah. that season that we were just kind of like, I think the best thing right now is just go home. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, New York City is home, like straight up. Like I come here and I feel at home, just like I go yeah. back home. And so um, it's always got that place in our heart. But um, yeah, we're, we're visiting. Uh, we, we, we try to go every like four months i do because if not people at home, and back in sulfur they'll tell you like he's getting angry like he's being more on edge lately and i, I just think it's time to go back he i think you to need to go back to new york because we don't know what's wrong with you i'm like yeah. oh you're up it has been six months yeah. you know but um yeah we're visiting you know hanging yeah. out um awesome. what was your question oh i just uh is it different now like oh now oh that, yeah compared because yeah. now we're like i yeah, would say fully, fully through, transition yeah. you know? because when i left i mean they were still a little bit like making restaurants i, I worked in the coffee industry here 
and our, at our coffee shop, you know, you, they were, you had to prove that you were vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, and every restaurant in New York, uh, even kids as young as five years old. And so, um, that was a different administration too. Now we got, there's a new mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time when I was left, you know, and again, you, it was political. Like a lot of that stuff is like, you know, that the science keeps giving out you new data and stuff. Um, and I'm sure Spotify or whatever is going to flag this because we're talking about COVID. Like, yeah. uh, check out the rules, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, the, he's a, you know, whatever, but, um, he's not an expert. Like, yeah, can we just I, put that out there? Yeah, I'm not an, not an expert. I mean, in any Anthony Fauci, me, yeah. I can't even see my hand. Um, but anyway, all that to say, it was very different because it was like, you know, it was so awkward on the service industry because you're like having to be like, regardless of whatever you thought about everything, it was just like, hey, I need to see proof of vaccination. Yeah. Because that like they, they had um, literally, oh, dude, this is, this is an interesting story about this. This will tell you how like intense it was at one point. I think I've told you this before. But when I was working at the coffee shop, what they did to enforce, because how, how is New York City government going to enforce um, restaurants to are they actually prove are they actually making customers present their vaccination record right because like otherwise you can say that's a rule but it's like as a restaurant owner or like as a coffee shop owner why what, what incentive do i have to do that like i'm just gonna that's you're more, turning business away. you're turning business yeah. away and you're just you're making yourself political on some in some views where you're like not even trying to be but you're forced to by the government anyway right so i remember that they were like um we had a team meeting with our, our team our coffee team and they're like hey guys our manager was like you know they're going to be sending out um, people on the COVID task force that are going to be, um, you know, making sure that we're actually asking. And I've been like, okay, yeah, that's what they're, that's what the government's going to tell you so that you actually do it. Yeah. How many people do you, how many cities do you think had a COVID task force that, that like even just, yeah. Hey, CTF, they're, they're coming in hot. Dude. No, you know? like, so, so one day, I mean, they, they told us like, make sure you're asking for everybody's and, ch- and not only that they had a vaccine, but you had to match their ID. We need to see your ID and the vaccination yeah. card. And so I remember one day, uh, I was working at the shop and these, I saw these two people sitting in the corner. They were like by the door. But people they had black suits on. They did. They had. They had like FBI jackets on. It looked yeah. like, and they had like a lanyard. But I didn't even notice. They were so far away, and, and it's busy. You know, I'm not really paying attention. But yeah. you know, you you know your environment, and so I'm this, a, this I, was the the Irving place. This was that Irving Farm, and yeah, near Washington Square Park. Oh, your Washington Square Park location. Yep. Okay. Yep. So you know, that's a very busy location. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times people, you when you go to a coffee shop, you're waiting on a friend or something. You're just you're not going to order. You're going to wait. You know, just right, hang yeah. out, and wait for your friend to get there. So that's kind of my head. I I didn't really pay attention. So we were p- busting through the line, and at some point, like we didn't ask for a couple people's vaccination cards because we're just trying. It takes too much time. We're trying to pump through the line. These two people like make our way to the bar, and they're like, "Hi, we're with the," and they just, like flashed their ID, like we're with the COVID task force. Um, it's like, uh, and we had to make sure we had this binder with all the protocols and make sure we're logging everything. It's like we need to see y'all's binder. Okay, we luckily we had that. And they're like, "Okay, so we watched you. You didn't. Um, you didn't ask for two people's vaccination records." And we're like. Oh my God. Are they, are we they're, closed? We're going to die. Are we, what's, yeah. you know, and they're like, um, we're not going to, it was a ticket. It was basically, you get a fine, $500 fine per instance is what the, so they, fined. they didn't, they oh, didn't, okay, okay. but they said, wow. Hey, you know, next time, you know, I just want, we are watching, just make sure you please, please make sure you're getting, is that crazy? Yeah. So that was at that height. So that That's was the, the equivalent height of, of getting pulled over, speeding and crying. And they're yeah. Like, and they're like, we're going to let you go. This we're going to let you go. Yeah. But anyway, so think about that, you know, however you want to make your opinions about that. I think it was over the top yeah. and uh, I think it was just to show face and they didn't actually believe a lot of the stuff they were saying. But right. And, and not to say, I mean, we I'm wearing masks like we're being safe. Like I believe in all that stuff. But yeah. I was just saying at that point, in, especially in New York City, it was just so it was just so much. And it yeah. was it was like at that point, people were tired and they're like, let's just get through this. But um. Yeah, yeah I think Irving Farm did a really good job, and that's why you liked working with them so much. They did a really good job, even at a time in the city where it was basically anti-community. Like right. you couldn't build community yeah. because you couldn't be in the same you couldn't place be together. They did a really good job of both following the rules that the city had set in place, um, and also not taking away from their customer experience. Yeah, um, I still go to Irving Farm because of that, because mm. of the relationship that you had. Um, I love, you know, I love their coffee. Obviously, great coffee. Great, Irvingfarm.com. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, let's talk about a few, like if we were to list, you know, top coffee spots Ooh. in New York. We are coffee right? people. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll go. That's one thing about New York. That Dude, people, look at your shirt. Show me your shirt. Oh yeah. Or your hoodie. Drink good coffee. This is uh hunter wore my merch on 
episode <laughs> one, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so now I'm wearing his. This is Mesa coffee. Unplanned. Yeah. Um, so I, one thing that people may or may not realize about New York is it's a great coffee scene. It's and a it's, hub. It's, it's only a, getting it, better. Yeah. It's only getting better. Um, I mean, people think of Seattle. Yeah. You know, Austin, Texas. Yeah. Um, the North Pacific Northwest in general, right, but right. you know, yeah, no, New York is definitely York's a on the list. Hub. So, um, my favorite spot is, uh, Black Fox. Yeah. It's, uh, near Battery Park, uh, downtown Manhattan. Phenomenal. Just great atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I like, they're super nice. I don't know if I've ever been in there and thought like, wow, that they was are, amazing they are building service. community in yeah. here. Um, because I don't know if that's like specifically their mission, but right. they have some phenomenal coffee yeah. it just tastes so and they're super nice um, when was the first time what was your first experience with black fox um i think like maybe 2018 2019 is that, is that when you're like this is so good what did you have do you remember oh i i had a pour over mm. i can't remember where it was from but they have like a lot of yeah single you know, origin you, you go like some places and they're like oh you know uh the pour over that we have today is or you have two like no they have like five six seven choices they have some that are like so rare that it's like a twenty dollar pour over. Yeah, yeah. Like it's very specialty. Yeah. Um. So I, I love that place. Uh. Probably second would be uh, Devotion in oh, Williamsburg. Yeah, I just yeah. love the atmosphere. It's like really cool. Um. I like Blue Bottle. They, Blue like, Bottle. They're starting, That's a classic. They're starting to become a little more like almost franchised. Yeah. Because, well, you know, Nestle bought them. Right? Yeah. 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 So they're kind of popping up everywhere. Um, but still great coffee, great atmosphere. I love kinship. Mm. Uh, it's in, it's here in Astoria. That's a local, super local, local. great, great spot. Um, and I'd say Irving farm yeah. it definitely makes top five easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are the, I don't know if that's a specific order. A lot of those places have multiple locations, you know, uh, I think everyone did do, does black Fox, black Fox roast their own you know, coffee. I don't know. Okay. Um, Cause uh, I mean, most yeah. of those people that you named wrote, they roast their own. Yeah, they do. I, I honorable mention, I'd say black press on the upper West side yep. is really good. I enjoy going yeah, there. I've been there once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I would say, and I, I again, I, I, there's so many coffee companies in the city that I, I from this is top oh, five of think what coffee. I think. think. Yeah. That's there's so many. Yeah, yeah. There's so many that, um, I, I haven't tried. I mean, there's definitely way more coffee companies that, than there than I've tried, yeah. but I would say, um, and you can think about like based on like quality of service or coffee, like how, you know, kind yeah, of like at, how at, an average of those things. Yeah. Um, I would say um, number one, I think I think think coffee might be my number one just because and I know I worked at Irving Farm, but just because um, they do have a little bit. They're a values based company. Yeah. So they the reason that their name think is because they want you to think <laughs> Yeah. about what you're drinking and a lot of their most of um certain coffees that they roast and their sales go to support like water wells and like girls in uh underdeveloped countries and closed countries all stuff so um they they're very like ph- philanthropic i guess yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah um and they just they do have a good um the grasp of like coffee as a people it's coffee business is a people business so yeah. like seeing every person that walks through the door and their coffee's really good. And they've been roasting in New York forever. They roast here in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, we used them for Mesa when I had the coffee cart business that, uh, here and they were just great, great to work with great people. They were really nice, um, patient and stuff. We definitely spoiled, uh, when it comes to coffee, the coffee culture and scene. Um, but also like, I think you endeared yourself as like a, a very good worker, like very high capacity. And so like even just the the network of people that you've built like a relationship with in the coffee world yeah. um, is is one that we've been able to take advantage of, like not in a negative way, but just like yeah, they, it's good they are willingly people. platforming other coffee companies. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people who might be familiar with like the church planting model of like larger churches really pouring into smaller churches right. and helping them plant. A lot of these companies that have been doing it for a while, perfected it, are really good at it. They use their own resources right. to help platform to help new coffee. other coffee places. So it, it's just really yeah. cool. Uh, I really enjoy um, working with like Think Coffee. Um, I enjoyed when you worked at Irving Farm and kind of being in there, that atmosphere. Yeah. Just, yeah, we're just definitely spoiled. It's like my favorite. That's, I think that's, it took me a while to figure out my, my niche of like, what do I want to do? Like I've literally all, I've done so many things by teaching, um, you know, banking, I just all over the map, lawyer stuff. Yeah. But, um, I really think I found like a, my own niche here with coffee yeah. because, uh, it's a people, I just love the community that it builds and everyone's like, like you said. These co- companies, they've been existing for 20 plus years. They're one of the biggest coffee companies in New York City. And they're like, yeah, we'll teach you. We'll train you for free. 
Yeah. And they're like, we'll, we'll help you get started, like send business your way. So that was like really cool. It's, it's a very communal, you know, um, thing. So I'd say number two, Irving farm, yeah. uh, three, um, uh, man on the spot. It's hard. Yeah. I know it's difficult. Uh, I mean, I did, I like, I did better than oh, you're doing, but um, it is how you did, uh, Stumptown. Stumptown's yeah. here, but yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. over. Like, yeah, of you can yeah. Have, I love Stumptown. Um, Oh, Birch. Birch is great because yeah. I like the people. They're people centered too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is, is funny that you say that because we had a. It's not indicative of their company. It was like during pandemic, it was kind of awkward time, but we had someone who worked at Birch yeah. and did not have a good experience. Oh, she didn't uh, work there? Oh, I didn't know that. She worked there. I mean, and, I know she worked there, yeah, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know she, she had worked a there, bad experience. Um, and it, the, the experience while she was working there was phenomenal. Mm. It was kind of there. They had laid some people off during the pandemic. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. There that's was right. like a huge lack of communication on how they oh, were yeah. bringing people back. Yeah. Um, obviously, very. It's important. It doesn't matter situation. a coffee company. It doesn't matter how well you treat your customers, if you don't if you don't treat your team equally. Right. And and everything like when she was there, like she's they're phenomenal. Like that's yeah. why even after that experience, she was like. Yeah, I'm like all boycott Bert. She's no. like, no, they're amazing. No, and I'm they're like, good. no, what are you well, talking and about? Like, yeah. uh, I remember her saying she, um, like something they would do is, uh, they would, you could grab a, a card, especially to foster community. You could grab a card that everyone kind of knew. What is this card when, you know, and set it on your table. And if you set that card on your table, it kind of was like a, like a sign to say, Hey, I'm, uh, let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And if, and if another person saw you with that card and said, Hey, I, I also want to meet a stranger or have yeah. a conversation. That was really cool. They're really, no, they are very cool. And another thing is, um, they, they don't do Wi-Fi, which is a bold right. mood yeah. or a yeah. bold move rather yeah. for, Irving Farm too. for a yeah. coffee shop, you know, like, to Hey, not offer you, Wi-Fi. you can come, you can hang out, but we want to foster like conversation yep. with actual humans. Um, and also like, that's why I'm sure, but it helps with turnover too. Which yeah, is never yeah. A bad you thing don't want you shop, don't if you you're know? small. I mean, it's like in New York City, space is commodity. So if you have like seven tables in the place, you don't want them seven people just to stay at the, the yeah the yeah, entire absolutely. day and yeah. to buy one coffee. Yeah, but yeah. and then so. kinship probably five. I like yeah, uh, yeah. Kinship's, kinship's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, and they're they're also a people based company. Kin- and um, kinship has my favorite cup of coffee. They're great. They have they the, roast. They just started roasting what a year and a half ago. Yeah, they yeah they've got a, a great space. But the the cold brew, um, what, Ma- what, the, I, maple the, the maple cold, cold brew. brew, dude. Oh, it's like what else do you put a milk in it? Do you put like so oat I, milk? Or something? Sometimes I do oat milk. Sometimes I do regular milk. But yeah, so it good. Con- the way that they do it, like Ta- do you, can you tell? Is it weird if you tell how like the order that they make it? Didn't you watch them? how they like they did it a certain oh, way that they yeah, shake yeah. it or something yeah. so that's one of the the special things that they do i, I don't, i'm not sure about the order maybe some of them do it a little yeah, bit different method of but making. they basically have the cold brew and they have um the oat milk and they have the uh the maple syrup yeah they they put it all in a shaker mm-hmm. and they they shake it so there's no like it's really cold yeah it. it's super cold they're, first of all their cold brew is phenomenal so mm-hmm. the, the the base of what they're you can doing, buy their concentrate i think they sell their cold brew con- like in jugs and stuff. yeah they were doing like cold brew delivery during like old school milkman right. yeah. style yeah, that's what during you're covid yeah. that's how they survived uh, their owners are just really creative and both very awesome um but so this cold brew i love how this is this is turning coffee up. That's okay. But it's okay because New, New York, York is it's coffee. New York based. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so their cold brew is the base for this drink, and they have the best cold brew I've ever tasted. It's very strong, but it's not like an off-putting, like sometimes like too strong coffee taste. Mm. It tastes like a really really strong tea. Yeah. That is that is coffee. Yeah, yeah. It's and a little it, bit it just, lighter. It yeah. has a great taste. So that's the base, and then they're shaking it with this amazing maple syrup, which mm-hmm. I don't even know where they get it yeah. from. I think, I think it's a maple, pure maple. Like, it's like a pure maple syrup of some. I don't sort, know. Like sort. they have it like come in from upstate New York mm. or something. Yeah, like probably. They send their baristas to tap, <laughs> to the, tap trees the tree <laughs> and come back with it. Uh, it's phenomenal. And then what? Not they do, cost effective of labor, but but no, it, we're it happy. creates this amazing drink. So they put the oat milk in, they shake it all up, they pour it into your cup, and then they sprinkle just a little bit of cinnamon. On the oh, top. that's right. That's right. Yeah, so it, good. It's the best coffee so drink, good. in my opinion, in yeah. the city. If you're looking for like taste, like, yeah. if you're looking like the the full on quality of the specialty coffee, yeah, and the, like or, you could probably make some other arguments, yeah. but but this one yeah. tastes better mm-hmm. than any other uh, so coffee good. that I've had. So I think we might have to get it. We're into Storia. Yeah, so we we're gonna have sw- to we're definitely go gonna buy swing by it. and get some. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's a coffee. You know, that's that's part of our story. My story yeah. in New York. Um, yeah. I, w- I would say like one thing that people really, really um, don't know about New York is they just focus so much on Manhattan. They don't realize right. like how much 
New York is first of all it's massive. Yeah. And huge. they don't realize like how much like our friend Danny who's he's grown up in Bushwick. Yeah. He's like, "Dude, why would you go anywhere else? Like Bushwick have everything." Yeah, the post office, and, and like, Bazaar. He's not lying either yeah, you because could... one time I was like something he's like, "Dude, have you been to the the Bushwick Circus?" A, a singular neighborhood <laughs> and not a borough, a singular yeah, neighborhood so, in New York city has its own circus. Yeah. Like talk about how New York city's broken up really quick. Just so they can understand, like as far as the hierarchy of like, because in, you know, in other places you have like the state, then you have the, like the County and then, then the you town. have a town or city. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So this is like, you have New different York, here. Yeah. New York state. And then you have Metro New York. Yeah. Then you have New York city. Yeah. Then you have the five boroughs. Then you have neighborhoods. Yeah. Then you have that, blocks. Imagine that like a tree, like a, like a tree that just gets, yeah. you know, so you have New York state, which New York city, most of the population, or at least half, but I think a lot, most of the population of New York state is in New York city. It's 9 million yeah. people. Yeah. And then, and then you have five boroughs underneath and then in the, really it's a neighborhood thing. Yeah. In those boroughs, you have neighborhoods Each and in those neighborhoods, has neighborhood. you have blocks, right? And every single block is basically self-sustaining. So right. if you walk out of my front door, um, to your right on the corner, there's a bodega that has groceries. Yeah. Um, you could, you could literally get everything that you would need to yeah. live at that bodega across the street is a barbershop where yeah. I get my haircut. Um, next door to the uh, bodega is a uh, laundromat. Yep. Um, there are three restaurants, um, on, on the corner. Uh, there are also several other bodegas, yeah. but basically like the people train are like, right by you. train is literally on our block, which that's not everybody's situation. We're just super fortunate, but um, maybe two or three blocks down, there's a mechanic shop. So yeah. people are like, Oh, where do you get your car? I'm like, everything is hyper local. It absolutely. And Especially, so, you know, people, people think of New York as this massive yeah, city shoot. and it is, but if you stay on your block for any period of time, you start to build relationships with people on your block. Yeah. And it's like living in a small town, right? It's like yeah, a bunch you're, of you're small towns past the same people. Yeah. A bunch of small towns. If you think of the town as a block, right? right. A bunch of those small towns stack together to make a neighborhood mm. and those neighborhoods stack together to make a borough boroughs yep. the city and so it's really cool like a lot of people say oh i've never lived in new york you know i need to know my neighbors i'm yeah, like yeah. well if you you're do. not weird like you probably <laughs> at some point will know yeah. your neighbors um and it's just a different feel than most people think now in manhattan especially like different world. highly Tale commercial of two cities. areas yeah Tale i mean of two cities really it, you would like downtown brooklyn long island city manhattan those are areas those where feel bigger feel like bigger feel like you're a different city more transient like yeah. you're probably not going to know people way as well way there. way more expensive yeah you're talking like double to triple what you're paying in, absolutely in queens absolutely you know and like ridgewood the neighborhood that we live in um Haley and i well first of all Haley and i have a knack for picking like the trendy neighborhoods and friends and friends because <laughs> when we moved to new york we were like oh we want to live in williamsburg and it was kind of like it was kind of trendy but it wasn't like what williamsburg is no. now Williamsburg now there. is Los Angeles. To yeah. Me. When we moved there, it blew up. Yeah. And so we we're like, well, we need to move because now it's way too expensive for us to live here. Yeah. And so we we were kind of looking at different neighborhoods. Bushwick's awesome. We we most of our life is spent in Bushwick, even though yeah. we live in Ridgewood. Haley works there. We which live is like, the next neighborhood yeah. bordering your, where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. So it's but we're like a block outside of Bushwick right. you know, on the very edge of Ridgewood. But so anyway, we moved to Ridgewood uh, after we looked at several different places, just happened to find this really good deal on our house. Great view of the city, all that stuff. Um, but it, Ridgewood is now it was just voted by Time Out magazine a couple of months ago, like the, so cool. the fourth trendiest neighborhood yeah. in the world. In the world, uh, not New York City, not in New York City, yeah. the world, in the world. And so um, even just that, like rents have rents started to started skyrocket going up, already. Yeah. yeah so. Um, I told Haley, I said, where's the next trendy neighborhood? No, <laughs> yeah. our one thing I would like to do is also give a shout out to our, um, our like manager of our property Yeah, because they're taking care of y'all. It's hard to find people and yeah. build relationships with them because it's so transactional. Yeah. There is no relationship between like a tenant and, and a manager typically. Mm -hmm. Um, but this person has heard our complaints in the past. They fix stuff pretty appropriately. I mean, as much as you could expect someone right. to do. Um, and they've also been very understanding of like what the market is. Mm. Um, and they, you know, during the pandemic, they kind of heard some concerns that I had about how everything had been, you know, the rents had been lowered yeah. and, and they were able to adjust some things for us. And then also then appropriately put the, put the rent back up after yeah. our contract from the pandemic. And so, um, I think a lot of times managers in the city don't get a lot of credit. Um, mm -hmm. and so, and maybe they yeah. don't deserve it, but ours definitely does. Yeah. Y'all's so, building's awesome. Yeah. We love it. So. Yeah, cool. Well, anything else you think we want to cover before? Ah, oh, man, that's. I mean, I mean New, York, New York. New York's a hard place to, cover, to live. But um, 
it's it's a relationship. Um, there are opportunities here that you just won't find anywhere else in the world, and so you kind of you you kind of sacrifice or kind of trade a little bit, and you say, hey, I'll live in a difficult place to live as far as like quality of life sometimes, but there's just going to be way more opportunity that I just couldn't ever have anywhere else, educationally, um, socially, you know, business wise, whatever it is. Um, so you know, you just have to weigh the cost, but. Um, comment below if you have any other thoughts on Q and A's on living in New York City. I would highly encourage people to at least visit. Yeah, New absolutely. York. It's Check a great it place out. to visit and leave Manhattan. Please leave Manhattan. Oh, you can go to Manhattan. You you guys have been here for how many days? Yeah, we've been here for four days, and you haven't, been haven't to Manhattan. gone to Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, like we haven't. You know, I think we're gonna go today because Madeline wants to see the park, Central Park, and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, we we haven't left the Queens. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, Brooklyn. We did yeah. Queens and Brooklyn. Well, but. it's like you, you live in a difficult place, but like you guys got married in Central Park. Yeah. Like that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. I mean, so cool. a lot of people get married there. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, not normally if you don't live here, right? Or in like, the middle of a pandemic, yeah. they don't do it. That, yeah, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, you get to do things like, uh, who's the guy that you served at Irving Farm? Um, the Oh, actor. Alec Baldwin? Yeah, you get to serve like Alec Baldwin. You yeah. get to do things like... I mean, all these are, you know, some of these are experiences like going yeah. to the Tonight Show and stuff yeah, that you going can to do like show. on a trip, but there's just so many local yeah. experiences. You're like, oh, uh, I have to cook dinner tonight, but wait, uh, someone invited, they invited me to go to the Tonight Show, see Jimmy Fallon. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'll be, I'll be at that. <laughs> you know, there's Broadway, there, there's all these things that you can take advantage of. Definitely but, be a tourist in your own city. You know, oh, yeah. it's hard to, I, I actually, we didn't do it as much as we probably should have. Like at the end of the day, it's like we hardly left Queens once you get into a flow and once you get your neighborhood it's like it's really like unless you're going to something specific you're like I don't really need to go to Manhattan like I don't, yeah. just don't need to go to the city yeah but yeah it was fun it's fun I love this city is the greatest city in the world hands down yeah anyone who knows me knows I would say that so no one's surprised I would hope so I would hope so <laughs> okay so I would like to wrap up yeah um what kind of explanation do you have other than like everything <laughs> going like I need you to explain to me why you would leave me here. I know. You just left me. Let's hold hands while okay, I Okay, one more this. time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, um. No, man. It's, uh, I mean, I. you know, we've, me and Madeline, it, this place has our heart. I mean, this is where we met. Literally, it was where we met. This is where we got engaged, got married here, and then basically started life, you know, together. So it, it's always been a special place. And I think, you know, um, it's just been, one, it's one of those things where do we regret leaving? I, you know. Possibly like at this point, it's like there, there's certain things, you know, especially walking the will of God, you have to like, you know, you can't walk in fear. You can't like make decisions out of fear. And so, um, you know, lessons learned, you yeah. know, and I think, you know, it was a good, it's been really good to be home with family and be home with, you know, especially for this having Hudson, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's like kind of priceless yeah. as far as having, you know, my parents first or second grandchild. Um, and then, um, you know, just being able to let them have that opportunity. So, there's give and take pros yeah, and cons, but, sure. um, you know, it's definitely not out of the cards that we'd move back here. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think too, like one, one thing that, um, that I remember is just kind of how much you and Madeline just agonized over the decision. Oh yeah. Not in like a super negative way, but like you did the due diligence of really thinking everything through. And that was one thing that always comforted me. Like as someone, you know, we're really good friends right. and you know, I look so young and beautiful that people probably wouldn't guess this, but I'm older than you, You're right? Significantly. <laughs> significantly so yeah, there's gray in your beard, dude. No. So how we are what? Seven, six years apart. Seven. I don't I like to not count. When was your born? I would rather born? not count. What day? 1990. 90. Yeah. Seven. I'm yeah. 1997. So yeah. So, um, there's a lot of things that happen in our relationship where like you're pouring into me and giving me great advice, but then there's things like life things that you'll come to me and be like, dude, I don't know. Yeah. And you're like, you ha you're significantly older than me. You have and way I'm like, wiser. And I'm like, I might be, I have this thing where I get older, <laughs> but just, but just never, never wiser. wiser. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I just remember, you know, trying to pour into you and, and give you good advice. And I, I think like how everything culminated, right? Like, it was the right decision for you guys at yeah, the time. Yeah, at that time, you know? yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I think it's cool. Like, people know a little bit more about you now as far as, like, how much you really do love New York and oh, how yeah. much. I can remember you guys thinking, like, okay, we I think we need to, to move. And then we went to a conference. And, oh, yeah, that was the first time and, we thought about moving. Yeah, yeah, and somebody stood up and they are like, we need people to stop moving from New York. Literally. And you were like, okay. <laughs> no, uh, it was, like, the weekend that I was just we were trying to decide, are we going to move or not? And dude went to this conference and yeah. and it was like, you know, for church leaders and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. They're just like, man, you know, the only way we're going to affect and like have like see God, a movement of God in the city is y'all stop moving out. Yeah. 
Well, and I was like, okay. In that moment, I was like, like the obedient thing to do is to stay. Yeah. And it was really good because we ended up we were in a really dark season with the church. Got out of that season, got our twenty four seven space with Swerve yeah. Church, um, and they kind of and it, I felt way better about leaving at the time we did versus yeah. if we were going to try to do that first time. And there was definite obedience there. Like yeah. that's what I was going to say. Is like it wasn't like you guys were just like we're up and leaving. You know, there yeah. was like this transitional. So yeah, and that's another thing about New York too is like it's very transient. It's transient, but it's also like it's a it's a lot to move here or move away from here yeah. you know it's a lot of money it's a lot of effort it's a lot of time especially when you're moving across the country yep so that's a big deal but yeah dude i, I enjoyed every moment that you lived in new york uh, i'm super glad that we started this podcast and Heck we're able yeah. to like keep up with each other and hang out even though like we're not in the same location um we are now well we are now but, but don't expect this yeah this is here a special out. episode <laughs> yeah listen I, I i'll say this uh fifty thousand likes uh, <laughs> and I'll move back. And he'll move back to me. <laughs> you know, this will be every week. I need 10,000 YouTube subscribers. Subscribers. I need 10,000 YouTube subscribers. Immediately. To, uh, to uh, monetize, please. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, dude, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks bro. for visiting. Looking forward Love to the next y'all. time you visit. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. We'll hopefully. see y'all on the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. That'll... Coming out whenever it comes out. Yeah. That's the great thing about our podcast. We don't know. We're spontaneous. So be spontaneous with us. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Later. Later, bro.